Hey, what's going on, everyone? It is Brian, and welcome to episode number 12 of the Brian Kenny podcast, which is insane. You'll never guess the good news that happened last week. The podcast made it to number five in the business podcast charts in in iTunes. That's insane. So thank you, everyone who gave it a five-star rating or left a comment or listens and subscribes. It all accumulates together. And it means that other people, more people get to discover the podcast and hopefully they get some really good value from it as well. So thanks a million to everyone that has done that. I love you all from the bottom of my heart. Big hugs and kisses. Okay, so for those of you who are newly joined, the way that the podcast works is I use it as a tool to talk about the things that are happening in my life, both in business and in personal and family life and basically a full 360 spec room of myself. I use it then to reflect on in a couple of months time, I start to listen to the old episodes of the podcast and I use it as a tool to make sure that I am getting better, that I'm kind of, you know, slowly progressing myself, my career, um, my family, everything to be bigger and better and stronger and all of the wonderful things in life. So that is the whole point of the podcast. I do that by breaking it down into four points in every episode and episodes come out every Tuesday and at the weekend. You'll notice that it used to be Saturday, but now I'm kind of stretching that to say that it'll be on Tuesday and at the weekend because weekends in the old Kenny household are quite dynamic, so it's quite hard to to grab a specific day. Okay, point number one for episode 12. How I don't hold back when when pitching to potential clients. So those of you that follow me on Instagram stories will notice something that I did this week. I recorded a whole process, a process where, so I was flying to London two days per week on CityJet and I can't help but notice a company and their product when I'm using it all of the time. And I think about ways to improve it and I think about ways that they're doing a really good job and I use it for both inspiration and for knowledge and for everything. And so one, there's a couple of points that I noticed, like I love CityJet, I love what CityJet are doing. I love how their company is structured, how their staff are so friendly, how they give free snacks, but the snacks are always healthy. Um, I love how their service works, where when there's a delay, it feels like a really heartfelt apology that, you know, there was nothing we could do. One of our planes was delayed by 10 or 20 minutes, but we'll hit the gas and burn the fuel and hopefully get you home 10 or 20 minutes earlier. Um... So their company is is really cool, but there's small little idiosyncrasies like when you when you're checking in for your flight, it will ask you for an email address to send you your passbook pass for your iPhone, um, and it does, and it's amazing and it works. But they missed one small thing where you can set the metadata on that pass to the date and time of the flight, and if you do that, your pass will stay on the home screen of your phone. And so when you're going through security or when you're boarding the flight, you can just, your pass is always there on the phone. You can flick it open and show it to somebody. So long story short, I I knew of this and I decided to show off some of the tools that we use or I use in order to gain a good connection within a company. And one of the tools that we use is called Clearbit. And what Clearbit does is it sits within my Google Apps, within my Gmail, and I click a little button and then I searched for the company name, so I just typed in CityJet, and I recorded all of this in Instagram stories to show, you know, step by step, no bullshit, how it actually works. Typed in CityJet, 
looked through the list of contacts that that gave back to me, one of which was the CTO of CityJet, and clicked on his name, and I sent him an email. And the email was pretty simple. It was basically, hey, I'm Brian. I work at Minicorp. Minicorp does this. I fly to London. I use your airline all of the time. I love it. But I've noticed that if you change this or this or this, and there's a couple of other ideas that Minicorp could bring to the table, I think we could really work well as a partnership. Send the email, off it goes, and David replies, the CTO replies, within a couple of minutes, really, and just says, thanks a million for reaching out, this is amazing, and he puts me in contact with their web development team to, you know, now they're now we're at a place where I'm going to have a call basically a client pitch call with them next Friday. And it just goes to show that, you know, it may seem unobtainable to reach out or to change something or it may seem difficult. But if you put in the time and work and effort, there is absolutely no door that can't be opened. And I wish people would stop thinking that there's these monumental huge walls that you have to overcome. There aren't. Deconstructed remove all of the negative opinions that people have of like, oh, you can never get in contact with that person. Like there's a guy, I remember um, a really good friend of mine that moved to the States called Jan. And Jan always had this opinion that, you know, whenever you'd say, oh, I want to talk to this person, but I'd never get that high up within that company. He'd just call it bullshit within, like straight away. And he would he would find a way to get that person's details. And he always did. And things moved a lot quicker. You tend to go up to the very top of the company and then they put you in contact with somebody um, a little bit lower that can um, help you to get it done. So it really works. And I wish that people would really start to focus on pitching to the clients that they really want. Because if you're using those tools or if you're in love with that client or their product, the chances of you glowing or the chances of you showing them that you're really going to do a great job is substantially higher than if you're just going for um, the the companies that are around or close or easy to get, let's say. Okay, point number two. I've often disregarded historical data in favor of future. Um, what I mean by this is when I started Minicorp, actually in my life in general, what I tend to do is say that I want to do something, go and do it, and then look at what the results of that action is. Um, for example, in Minicorp, the very first couple of clients we would have gotten, I was over the moon that we got them, we started to build them, we, we built them, we launched them, we did a really good job, we did the best job that we could, um, but we never really did what's called a retrospective. A retrospective is where you deconstruct all the different touch points, both to the client, but also within um, the build of the application itself in the context of what we do. And you learn. You basically say, well, if we did this a different way or if we did this a better way, we would have saved some time there or the client would have had a better experience there. And there's many different um, points of historical data that I really don't spend enough time gathering. And I should because... It's it's definitely the the way forward for us to optimize, learn, and build and offer the best product we can in Minicorp. So I need to do more of that instead of me just focusing on the shiny, the future, the stuff that I really want to go and do. Calm down, Brian. Check out the whole stuff. Check out the historical stuff and go from there. Point number three, 
Paying people on time makes a really, really, really big difference. I don't know if this is just an Irish thing or if it's a global thing, but both in, let me tell you two stories. First story is, <coughs> excuse me, when I got my first freelancery gig and it was basically to chop up the designs and to build a WordPress site from design assets that were given to me, like a pretty simplistic job. And I did it. And then I, you know, figured out how to send my first invoice and I sent my first invoice. And then I had to wait for what seemed like forever for them just to do a simple bank transfer. And like they, they definitely had the cash, you know, like they definitely, they weren't struggling or they didn't, you know, they didn't in any way let on any information like that. But it went on for like two or three months. And at the end of it, like I, what, what was a really good feeling in my belly of I did a really good job, that site's going to look amazing, turned into hostility and anger and, oh, is all clients going to be like this? And I get that it's hard and everything, but the difference between what I now do in Minicorp, when we use any external consultant or hire somebody for anything, even office decorations to an electrician to front-end development to whatever, the minute the invoice hits our desk and we're happy with the work, we pay it. Like literally open online banking, send the payment, gone. And that allows for so much happiness to occur. That that freelancer, that electrician has a, a really good, happy feeling about Minicorp. Plus, you know, they're going to want to go above and beyond the call for us in the future because we've just lived up to our word. And there's absolutely, like, there, there's no reason not to do that. Like, the, the other side of it is that you have to pay them later. And, like, what is the benefit of paying them later? That you don't have enough time to open up your online banking and pay them within five seconds? Bull. Pay them on time. Everyone's happier. Life just moves a little bit more smoother. Okay, point number four. It is... Lee and I's fifth anniversary, fifth year anniversary, fifth wedding anniversary. Um, so last night, hence why I didn't do the podcast on Saturday, like I said that I would. Um, last night we went to our favorite restaurant called Heron and Grey. Um, it's in Black Rock Market. They recently got a Michelin star, but the boys are just so much fun. Like it's a restaurant where they're not... You know, it's not overly poncy, it's not very ooh-la-dee-daw, as they say. It's more, like, I went in runners and jeans and a, and a jumper, and I felt completely in place in there. Like, you're just having the banter, but you're having the most amazing experience food-wise. Um, it's just, it's really, really good. They're going to open up their book for new reservations for January, February, March, next Wednesday. Um, so I would highly encourage you to do it. They'll probably sell out within seconds, but I, but yeah, five years married to this beautiful, lovely lady. We now have two, two lovely kids and a doggy and a house. And I feel very lucky and very happy and yeah, can't wait for the next five years. It's going to be amazing. I think, I don't know, the more that I traveled to London and the more that I stayed in an empty hotel room and tried to take my mind off it by working 24-7 or going to go out for a run or whatever, the more that you realize how lucky and happy you are 
to have the family and people in it that you have. So, yeah. To another five. And that is it for episode 12. Thank you all very much for listening. I hope you all have an amazing long weekend. Lots of love and peace. I'm going for a coffee.